Hey, welcome back. Wasn't that a beautiful time of worship together and just allowing worship to fill our homes? And let me just say at the beginning of this message here, firstly, a huge welcome to those who are joining us uh, around the country and around the world. My name's Andy Elms. I'm the lead pastor of Family Church. So glad that you could be with us for this morning service. And I believe that God wants to speak something very significant to our hearts today. Secondly, I just want to take a moment just to say Happy New Year and welcome to this new year that God's given us um, called 2021. I believe that though there's going to be challenges and though there could be uh, turns at different points, that we're going to see God's goodness and God's leadership and God's leading in this year as we set our hearts to follow him. Really want to encourage those who are in family church and our friends around the world that have joined us also in our prayer and fasting that we decided this year that it would be a wise, a very wise thing to start the year passionately with a time of prayer and fasting. A time where we just set aside and say, Lord, we want to give the first 21 days of 21 to you. It's in some ways, it's a first fruit offering. We're saying, Lord, we are believing to see your goodness, to see your provision, to know you're leading in this next 12 months. And we're giving you the first 21 days. So I want to encourage you, if you've not yet joined us in prayer and fasting. It's never too late. We're not being religious about this. The good news of God is he isn't religious. So we still welcome you. If you've not yet joined us in our prayer and fasting over the next 21 days, feel free to jump in. For different people, that means different things. For some, they're giving up uh, all food for a number of days. For some, they're partial fasting, like what would be called the Daniel fast. Other people giving up things like social media. But it's not just about giving up things. It's about making time to hear God. And I want to encourage you that that in this next 21 days, I know we're on day three. Some people started on day one. Others may be jumping in even today to really be laying aside things that mean something to your soul, to hear God in your spirit. Gina did an incredible encouragement yesterday on her prayer and fasting encouragement that you can find on the website, where it really was about taking a moment to not feed your soul, but to feed your spirit. And we're believing that in this time, this next 21 days, we're going to be hearing God clearly for our own lives, for our families, for our church and also for our nation. We're encouraging each and every one to be praying for the government during this time. As we lay aside food, as we create time, as we lay aside things that may distract our soul or or take us away from our pursuit of God. We lay those things aside to say, God, we just want to hear you. We need to hear you. We want to pray for our government. We want to pray for our church. We want to pray for our families. And I'm just really excited about the amount of people that are in family church and who watch our online broadcasts who have told me that they're a part of this next 21 days of praying and fasting. As I look around at the world today, I believe that this is a very wise thing, if not an imperative thing to do, a thing of uh, great importance. When you look at the news and the different things happening in Brexit, the different things happening with COVID and, uh, and the news just seems to have no good news involved in it as you watch it these days. It's just information of things apparently going wrong. Listen, make sure that you're listening to the news of heaven um, more than you're listening 
to the news of this world because the news of heaven says that God is still in control, even though we do not understand certain things that may be happening. God is still in control. Now, I really believe in the moment that we're in, this is a time that we shouldn't be casual with our prayer and our fasting towards God, but that we should see it's imperative, that it's vital that we are hearing him. It's vital that we are hearing his voice and seeing his leading, both in our families and in our personal lives, but also in what he wants to do in our nation at this time. You know, when I've been praying and fasting over the last couple of days, my prayers have really seemed to be prayers of awakening. I find myself praying a lot, Lord, bring an awakening to our nation, bring an awakening in this darkness that seems to be surrounding so many, in this lethargic sleepiness that seems to be affecting so many. Father, would you bring an awakening to our nation that would awaken the hearts of men and women back to the reality of who you are? You know, if you were to ask people today, what do people in the world need? You'd get very many answers. We need money. We need food. We need this. We need that. The reality for me is the greatest need of a person is to have a heart awoken to the reality of God and his love and his intentions for their life. You know, when we read in Isaiah 60, it speaks of days of great darkness, but the the days of great darkness are actually announcing the coming of the breaking forth of light. I believe and will always believe that the church of Jesus Christ, not the building, not the meeting, the people, is that light that's spoken of in Isaiah 60 that breaks and penetrates and disperses darkness. But for us to see that darkness shattered, we need to see uh, an awakening of God. So in your prayers... When you're praying over these next 21 days, will you join me in praying prayers of awakening? God, would you bring an awakening greater than we've ever seen, a Holy Spirit awakening to the nation of Great Britain, to to the world, to the Western world? Would you bring an awakening that's all of you and not of man? We've seen many man-made awakenings over the years that lasted a moment and caused a little bit of change. We need to see an awakening that comes from heaven, a touch, a fresh move of the Holy Spirit that causes the people that are living in darkness and the confusion of the hour we find ourselves to suddenly find the hope that there is in knowing God. Now, the reality is an awakening in the world must start with an awakening in the church. It's not good enough for us to just simply pray, Lord, would you bring an awakening to the world? By awakening, I mean awaking up from a dead-like state of not knowing God to a condition of realising God is real. We want to see that in our friends and families, in our communities. Lord, we long to see an awakening, a move of your spirit. We've read of the moves of your spirit that happened in years gone by. But Father, we we long in this year, 2021, when there seems to be so much darkness running rampant all around us, that there would be a breaking out of Holy Spirit life and power that would draw the hearts of the lost, the prodigals, back home. The reality is, before we can really pray or believe for an awakening in the world, we need to understand that we need to see an awakening in the church. When I'm speaking of a church, again, I'm not speaking of buildings or meetings or platforms. I'm speaking of us, you and me, because the church is people, people who have been called out of darkness 
into his marvellous light. People who have committed and professed to be followers of Jesus Christ. We are the church. I believe in these days, God wants to bring an awakening to us. You, wherever you are in the home, it doesn't matter that our meetings are not currently happening. You see, nothing limits the Spirit of God. The Bible doesn't say, and if you meet together in buildings, the Holy Spirit will move. No, the Holy Spirit remains unlimited in times that can seem so very limited. We need to see a spiritual awakening. I'm sharing this because I want you to be praying for this as well, that we would see an awakening, a move of God in our nation this year, a move of God in our government this year, with all the changes that are happening, with kingdom-mindedness rising up in the courtyards and the corridors of parliament, ready to lead a nation in a way that God would have a nation led. But awakening must start in the church, not a building, not in church leaders, in each and every person that would call themselves a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm speaking of a spiritual awakening, an awakening again to who he is. It's time for the church, for people of God, to shake off slumber. It's time for us to realise that through a number of different things, maybe slumber has came in, come into our Christianity. It's time for us to realise the moment that we're standing in, that this moment is a moment that we should shake off slumber. We should cast off slumber and we should awaken to a new place of intimacy with God and his purposes for us. I really believe that that's where the Lord would have us to go this year, into a fresh awakening, a fresh awakening of intimacy with him, that we don't walk with him afar off, but we walk with him close. I heard somebody um, define intimacy this way. This week I was listening to a podcast um, and the gentleman said that the way that he likes to look at intimacy is into me, you see. You see, you have to walk close with somebody for them to see who you really are on the inside of who you are. I love that definition of intimacy. Lord, when I pray that I would have intimacy with you, what I'm praying is into me, you would see without any blockage, without any performance, without any excuse. Oh, that we, the church, the people of God, this year would wake up, would have an awakening in our hearts to shake off slumber and to crave a greater intimacy with God where we stand alone in our devotional time before our God saying, Lord, into me, would you see and change that which you don't like, strengthen that which is weak, mend that which is broken, but also that we would be awoken to his purposes. Listen, God has a purpose for us being alive in the year 2021. We are not purposeless. We are actually a people of purpose. Oh, that the church would awaken to the purposes of God. Would be the great commission, the winning of others to Christ. How can we slumber when so many yet go to hell? When the flames of hell still burn bright, how can we remain so complacent of whether we will win souls or not? It's amazing that you can put on Facebook that you had sprouts for Christmas dinner and you'll get 200 likes. But the moment you say, will anyone stand up and reach for lost? Will anyone become a soul winner? Two people give you a like. We've been asleep for too long. We need to wake up. 
There's a world outside our window that truly is dying and starving from not knowing God. Oh, that we would experience an awakening, not in our meetings, but in our lives, that cause us to crave a fresh intimacy in our devotion with God, but also that we would understand it's not time to sit back. It's not time to sit down. It's time to arise and be busy with the purposes of God. A couple of verses that really speak to me of awakening are found in the book of Romans and the book of Ephesians. Let me read them to you today. I pray as I read them, they would stir your heart as they've stirred mine as I've studied these verses. Romans 13 and verse 11 speaks of the time that we find ourselves in and the moment for us to awaken from our slumber. It says in verse 11, and do this understanding the present time, the hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Isn't that a beautiful verse of scripture? It doesn't matter if you've been asleep, but it's time now to awake from any spiritual slumber and know the time that you're standing or sitting in. The night is nearly over. Thank you, Jesus. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armour of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, in sexual immorality, debauchery, not in dissensions and jealousies. Rather, may we clothe ourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify those desires of the sinful nature that we've lived to please and appease for far too long. Oh, would we awaken to the understanding that we are the people of Christ, a people called for this moment that we find ourselves in. And then we turn to the book of Ephesians. And if we go to the book of Ephesians, chapter five, again, it encourages us to be a people who are awake. I'm going to start reading in verse eight. It speaks of who we were and who we now are. For you were once darkness, but now. We're not looking at who we were, we're looking at who we now are. You were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have intimacy with the Lord. Be walking with the Lord with this relationship. Into me you see, Lord. May I also see into you. Find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what disobedience, some disobedience is done in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. I'm believing God for you and for me that if there's been any darkness in the room of my life, in this moment of seeking him in prayer and fasting, the curtains would truly be pulled and drawn and his light would penetrate everything in my world, that everything in my life and in your life would be affected by the light of who he is. It says, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible. This is about walking with God in intimacy where we're walking with him daily in a devotional life saying, Lord, into me you see. Show me if there's things in me that you don't like. 
you don't approve of, things that can't go with me now where I'm going. Let those things be seen by the light of who you are, that they would be removed. It says, for it is light that makes everything visible. And this is why he says, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. That's the statement I'm hearing as I'm praying these last few days. Wake up, O sleeper. It's time to rise from your dead like state. And if you do, Christ will shine on you. Be careful then how you live. Not as the unwise, but as the wise, making most of every opportunity because the days that we live in are truly evil. Both of these verses call us to be more awake than what we've ever been, more awake to a personal walk with God, a walk of intimacy in our devotional life than we've ever known, but awake to his purposes also. God wants us to be an alarm clock in the world and to the world, but we need to be awake to awaken others. We can't be a loud sounding alarm clock to others if we're a broken alarm clock in who we are. The reality is only an awoken person can awake another. Only one who is awake can awaken another. If we're going to believe God to awaken a nation to the reality of God, his love and his salvation, then we need to commit to be a people who are fully awakened, not half asleep, fully awoken to him ourselves. I believe for many, the last 41 weeks, the last nearly 10 months of life that we've lived together, this stuff called COVID and government restriction. For some, it's been a time of great busyness. But for others, it's been a season of slumber, a season of sitting back, not pursuing God, not leaning into God, not posturing yourself for more of him. I'm not judging you, I'm judging me. But I believe for many, this season that we've walked through has actually shown the true colour of our life regarding what we have with Jesus when no one else is around. Let us not be driven by guilt by these things, but rather inspired to now awaken from any slumber we may have known. You know, for many over the last 10 months, I've seen them stepping up. I've seen people stepping up saying, come on, we need to now move forward and be full on for God. And and I'm so thankful for those that purposed to step up during these last 10 months. But sadly for others, I've seen others sit back and rest a while. And the week turned into the month. The month turned into a third of the year. And then the third of the year turned into 10 months. But when you consider your walk with God in this moment, you say, I've not pushed into God. I've not found him in a new and exciting, vibrant way. I've not been busy around the purposes of God. It's like something pushed me back in an armchair. And without knowing it, I slowly fell off to sleep. It's time to wake up. Let me be an alarm clock from God in your world. Don't be held by what you didn't get right in the 10 months that have gone. Rather awaken your heart to not miss what God wants to do in your life and through your life in this season 
and this moment we now find ourselves. Over our hearts would be awoken again, fully awoken to God and his purposes. The reality is sometimes you don't know when you've fallen asleep until you're woken up. Have you ever experienced that? I've experienced that a couple of times, naturally speaking, over the last few days when there's been so many films to watch on TV. And there's been this state of relaxation where we didn't have to entertain crowds of people. And I hope that in the time of not entertaining crowds of people, you were able to draw close to God, but also to your family and spend good and quality time with them. But, you know, I think we all watch too many films. And I actually found myself falling asleep during films. Now, granted, some of them weren't the films that I would have chosen to watch, action films. They were more films that you watch when you live in a house full of young ladies. But a couple of times I found myself doing what I used to watch my grandparents or even my parents do sometimes, dropping off. I'd start the movie with a passion. I'm going to watch this movie. I'm I'm in this till the end. And I'd get into the first 10 minutes and then all of a sudden there would be a sound on the TV and I'd awaken. I'd go, what's happening? And they'd say, oh, dad, you just slept through the whole movie or you've just joined in at the end. I didn't consciously go to sleep, but I slowly drifted to sleep until I was in deep slumber. Oh, but then someone or something comes and awakens you from that slumber. Maybe it was the kettle going on or the smell of food coming from the kitchen. Let's not talk about the smell of food in this time that we're in. There's other times I remember when I was traveling as an evangelist that you would be driving long distances. And uh, as you'd be driving long distances, you'd be listening to worship on the radio. And it was easy, very dangerous, but very easy just to drift off into slumber. So suddenly I'd put some crazy praise worship on or I'd say to the person with me, watch me, make sure I don't go to sleep. Because sometimes you don't realise when you're going to sleep. You just one day wake up and realise I've been asleep. Now I'm believing that God is causing things in this moment to awaken us from any slumber we may have known. Maybe we did drop off a bit in our walk with God. Maybe we did drop off concerning the purposes he has for us. It's time to awaken, to wake up, to cast off our slumber and be the people he's called us to be. This moment to me is very comparable to some very well-known fairy stories that we heard growing up. All of us heard the stories growing up of Snow White and Sleeping Beauty. When I think of the condition of a lot of the church at this moment in which we find ourselves, I sadly believe that it's very, very comparable to the story of Sleeping Beauty. But the good news is, like the story of Sleeping Beauty, it ends with an awoken bride. My prayer is that we would experience awakening in this moment that we find ourselves. Consider with me just for a moment. The storyline of Sleeping Beauty, it's very similar to the storyline of Snow White. One involves an apple, the other one involves the pricking of a finger on a spindle. But both do the same thing. It sends the princess into a deep, deep sleep. When I think of the plot or the storyline of Sleeping Beauty, 
I can see certain similarities of maybe the plans of the enemy, that the things he wanted to do over the last 10 months. You see, it starts with a devilish plot, a a plot involving a witch that had an intention to cause a princess, Snow White or Sleeping Beauty, to drop off into a deep, dead-like sleep. And you read about Snow White, she bites the apple, whereas Sleeping Beauty, you can tell I've got kids, right? Sleeping Beauty, she pricks her finger on a spindle of a spinning wheel that she wasn't never meant to touch because there was this curse that involved deep sleep the moment that her finger was pricked with the needle on the spindle. And then all of a sudden, in the storyline, even though the parents tried to protect the princess, Snow White or Sleeping Beauty, the incident happens where that which was in the heart of the witch comes into the life of a person. A finger is pricked, an apple is bit, and a deep sleep comes upon Sleeping Beauty. A deep sleep that nobody could awaken her from. I imagine that when she went into this deep sleep, there were people standing around her shouting, wake up, wake up, wake up. But her ears, her ears were deaf to the sounds of normal voices because her sleep induced by the wickedness of a plan of an evil one had sent her into a deep, deep slumber where she wasn't conscious of what was happening around her. She wasn't conscious of the moment that she was in. It says in the story of Sleeping Beauty that as she slept, ivy and vines began to grow around the building. She was unaware of time. She was unaware of what was happening around her. She lay there in this sleep that had been induced by the prick of a very small needle. And as she laid there, she was unconscious or not conscious of everything that was happening around her, unaware And she laid there. But then you know the good bit. A prince discovers her, both with Snow White and with Sleeping Beauty, but staying with the narrative of Sleeping Beauty. A prince comes into that castle that's covered with ivy, with bushes, with vines and with thorns. Things that had grown while she slept in a deep sleep of unawareness. And the prince enters into the room and sees Sleeping Beauty laid there on the table, totally asleep, unconscious. And it says that the prince leant over and kissed her. And it was the kiss of the prince that broke the deep sleep. It was the kiss of the prince. When others had shouted, that didn't work. When others had shaken her or rocked her to try to awaken her, it hadn't worked. The words of men had not worked in awakening Sleeping Beauty. But the kiss of the prince was different. The moment the prince kissed Sleeping Beauty, she awoke to full consciousness. She arose and she began to live out the life that she was always meant to live. For her, that was a life where she was a princess, where she was suddenly ruling and reigning with the prince that had awoken her. She left the building filled with ivy, the experience she'd known, and she began to live the life she was always meant to live. What if, in this storyline, or the comparing of this storyline to the church, the church is like that sleeping beauty. Something came 
and caused her to go to sleep. When I talk about the church, I'm talking about me, I'm talking about you, I'm talking about the church in the United Kingdom. Something came. The biting of an apple, a needle to the finger, that caused a slumber to come. And slept we did. But then all of a sudden, there was the kiss of the prince. What if we... Just bear with me in this folly as I unpack this story and compare it to the moment we're in. What if that prince was the prince of peace? What if we were like that bride? The Bible says that he's the groom and we're the bride. What if we were like that sleeping bride and he was that prince, the groom? And the kiss was actually a touch of the Holy Spirit. I believe that this is the moment that we're in. But God wants to awaken the sleeper with a fresh kiss of the Holy Spirit. You see, intimacy will awaken you for purpose. I don't want to stand here week in, week out saying, we need your help, we need your help. It's not time to sleep anymore. Would you get up? We've got so much to do as a church. I'd rather say, Lord, in this time of seeking you over the next 21 days, Lord, would you come and be that Prince of Peace? Would you lean over us, your body, your bride, your people, And would you kiss us with a fresh kiss of the Holy Spirit that would awaken us just as Sleeping Beauty awoke from a slumber she was in and arose for her purposes? Lord, would you give us a fresh touch of your Holy Spirit, like the kiss of a prince that would stir and awaken our heart to to, to shake off any slumber? or any sleeping to arise for your purposes. My prayer is exactly this, as I'm praying these first few days of 2021. Lord, would you bring fresh awakening? Would you bring the kiss of the Prince, a fresh touch, a fresh move of the Holy Spirit? As I lay aside the things my soul wants for the things my spirit says are available, would you meet me? Would you meet us in this moment, Lord? with a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. Lord, would you give us fresh moments of intimacy with you where hearts are stirred back to devotional intimacy and the purposes that you have for us. You know, the best bit of that story isn't when she falls asleep. It's when she wakes up. We've all got a story of times where we've been passionate for God and other times when we haven't been so passionate, times we were on fire for God, times that we remember and we reflect upon where truly our hearts burnt within us. But then also we remember times where maybe our hearts weren't so hot. The purpose of the church didn't mean that much to us. What the church is didn't excite us like it used to. But then comes the kiss of the prince, where our hearts are awoken And our hearts become aflame again for the one who loved us enough to give his life for us. May we now know the touch of his spirit that activates us again. Not the sound of legalism or religion or obligation. Rather a stirring that comes from finding him in a fresh way. My prayer for you, my prayer for me is that in these first 21 days, of 2021, 
where we've set aside some time to seek him. Remember, it's not too late to join in. You haven't missed the boat. But all of us that would lay aside things to seek him would actually find him, not religion, not obligation, not legalism, him, intimacy with him in a new way that reveals to us the purpose of why we're alive. Truly, I believe that it's in his presence we find our true purpose. As we commit to seek his face over this time of fasting, my prayer is that we will all experience an alarm clock going off in our world so that we can be an alarm clock to the world. That we would experience God meeting us in a new way. Like I've said many times, the kiss of the prince to the one who's been asleep. A kiss that causes the sleeping one to arise, to awaken from any slumber we may have known. Alive to a call of devotional walking with the King of Kings. Oh, may we become the lighthouse to the world that it desperately needs. May we be a loud sounding alarm clock to the world that declares Jesus is real and he really is coming soon. May we lose the slumber that stopped us caring about lost people going to hell. Let us lose our slumber of not caring about the physical work that the church may need to become what she needs to be in the future. May our awakening cause us to raise up an army so that when we can meet again, there's not a few people doing a lot, but there's a lot of people who have been awoken by God saying, what do you need me to do? Each of our congregations in the UK and in the Philippines are going to need a lot of people to be doing a lot of work for us to not become what we were, but for us to be what God wants us to be in the future that he's promised us. Will you allow your heart to be awoken? Will you hear the words of the Romans where it says, know the time, the moment you're in and shake off all slumber. The words of Ephesians when it says, don't be beguiled by moments that are happening. Don't be drawn into things that you shouldn't be drawn into, but rather wake up, O sleeper. Rise from a dead-like state and the Lord Jesus Christ will shine on you. My prayer is in this season. That is exactly what we would know. But if we have been like the sleeping beauty, let the prince come afresh in the room of our personal devotions. We no longer have the meetings we once knew for this time we're in. I believe all of that stuff will come back to us. But in this moment we find ourselves, it demonstrates to us how much, how much we placed upon meetings and being together. Not that that was entirely wrong. But we must always understand that this thing called Christianity was never meant to be a crowd event. It was meant to be people walking personally with God. God has always wanted one thing from us, a relationship. Not a relationship where we're slave and he's master, we're servant and he's boss, but rather he's our creator 
and we're his created. He's the bridegroom and we're the bride. In this hour in which we find ourselves, which may seem very dark as you listen to the news with all of its forecasts, know that God has a plan. His plan is his church, you and me. He's awakening an army. He's awakening a bride who will shine bright and dispel the darkness that seems to surround. Listen, I don't want to judge you. It's down to me to judge myself. But I want to encourage you. Let our prayers this next 21 days be prayers that simply say, Lord, awaken me. Where I've been asleep, awaken me. Where I've been asleep in my walk with you, in the purposes that you have for me. Lord, would you give me the kiss of the prince, a fresh touch of your Holy Spirit that awakens my heart to you and your purposes. If you're watching today and you've never given your life to Jesus, that's what this is all about. Jesus died on a cross so that you could be a part of the family of God, that you could enjoy a personal relationship with God where you can come before him in the morning and in the evening, that you can know his presence, that you can know him, break free everything that's ever held you and bring you into liberty and wholeness beyond anything you ever imagined. I'm going to pray one prayer as we end our service this morning. And I want to invite you, if you're making this prayer your prayer, to simply say amen at the end. Maybe you've never known the Lord. Maybe you've never known Jesus. You've known of him. You've experienced religion, but you've never encountered Jesus. Then pray this prayer with me by saying amen at the end. Maybe you're far away today from God and you say, I'm one of those who sat back in the armchair. I didn't mean to fall asleep, but I suppose I did. Lord, I'm coming back to you this morning. Awaken my heart to the reality of who you are. Listen, let's lay judgment and condemnation aside. This is real right now. God wants to walk with you in a new and fresh and vibrant way. Will you turn your heart towards him today? Father, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. You didn't send him to die that I would experience religion, procedures, legalism and law. But rather, I would see a separation that was once in place removed. And I would feel you draw me back in to your family, back into your heartbeat. Lord, I thank you that I believe that you died for me, Jesus, to end every separation and to bring me back into relationship with God. Lord, where I've been asleep, would you awaken my heart? Where I've been in spiritual slumber, would you awaken my heart? Where I've never known you, would you cause me to know you today? I place my faith in you, Jesus. I call you Saviour and Lord. And I bring my life right now under your lordship, your rule and reign. I don't want to be a casual Christian that takes you or leaves you or meets you on Sundays. I want something of more depth, something far richer than that. Lord, would you take my life and make it yours as I turn from my will to embrace yours for my life. Truly let a new day begin. 
Let there be a kiss of a prince that awakens my heart from any slumber to serve you, a living God. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time today, we want to help you to take your next steps. Send me an email, andy at family.church. And um, we've got some information we can send you, but also we can pray for you as you take your next steps as you're walking with the Lord. I hope you've enjoyed this morning. I hope it's stirred something. Maybe it's irritated something. That's good. Maybe it offended something. Come on, that's good. Let's not miss out on what God wants to do in us and through us in this season we now find ourselves. God bless.